Well, hello everyone out there listening. It is Monday night, which means it is time for yet another episode of FM Rager. Hey everybody, this is your host, Connor Clifton, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Ned Gale. Ned, how the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing, yeah, yeah. I'm doing great. That's great. How's your Monday going? Oh, my Monday's going pretty good. Uh, I was feeling a little little out of it, a little spaced this morning, mm-hmm. but now I've I've come into my own. This is truly the 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 best part of my Monday every every I was going to say every day, every week. There it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm still out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. how are you doing today? Oh, you know me, I got a I got a little case of the sniffles. Oh no. Yeah, oh got, man. I got myself a little uh sinus infection, mm-hmm. but you know, I got to the doctor, got some meds. Is that your your hip hop name? Little sinus infection? <laughs> No, I don't know. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a music joke. Get hip to it. Uh, no, uh, my my hip hop name is uh, uh, C squared. Yep. Nope. See, wow, I'm, that's great. I'm out of it. I'm just as out of it as you are. Yeah, man. I see a square right in front of me. Oh, get the hell out of the station, you butt munch. All right. Man, now I really don't want to ask you how your freaking weekend was, but I guess I should. It was a blast. Yeah. Uh, no, I had a fantastic weekend. Um, what, did, what did we do this weekend? Uh, well, Friday, um, we didn't spend the night. Yeah. Well, we did at like 4 a.m. I think I saw oh, yeah, you. Yeah, you got yeah. home really late yeah. and we hung yeah. out a little bit. And then Saturday we hung out. Oh, we stopped by a, a, an open mic at Retrospect. Yeah, done by our friend Joe Crawford. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was, was a blast. I had it such really a good was. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was cool to see something that, uh, an open mic event that had such a fun, free, chaotic energy going on. Yeah, let me see if I can get the info on that. Yeah, it's, uh, what do. Saturday of the month was that just now? It was the third now? Saturday of the month. Okay, so I believe third Saturday of the month. Every third Saturday of the month, three it's going to be at to five or something. Three to five, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was not ready to 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 plug this. But uh, hey, you know, we we talked to Joe afterwards, and uh, she agreed to come onto the our show. So we'll definitely be able to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. We got to hang out with our friend Nick, and we mm-hmm. did a lot of work on the. Uh, F and Rager Nights that's going to be happening. I'm sorry, what does that tell me more? F and Rager Nights is the new live stream talk show that you and I have been talking about doing for years and are finally now doing in our own apartment. I am so excited for this. That honestly, and this isn't the first time I'm hearing about it, but it feels like it because that sounds like a freaking blast, my friend. It's going to be a freaking blast. It it, it feels like the first time you're hearing about it because it's always so surprising that we're actually going to do it. Yeah, my eyebrows top of my skull right now. I can't even see them. Surprised. They shot off to run <laughs> yeah. around the room. Get them. Glee. Uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We are so excited to bring this show to you guys. And Sunday, we had a big meeting about it. We're finally working out all these different kinks. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple more rehearsals to do, but I think we're going to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. With the amount of kinks we worked out, the kink community is also eyebrows to the sky. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that was the rest of my weekend. Yeah, yeah, didn't really do much. Um, Played a new the rest Kirby is, game. Oh yeah, the new Kirby game was sweet. I did some uh, some swimwear practice Sunday night. Uh, we're learning a bunch of songs from the movie Labyrinth. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm definitely going to ask you more about that in our plug segment. Oh, uh, finally, because I know there's going to be a lot of good information. There's a that. lot. Yeah, eyebrows once again touching clouds. All right, it's December. Mm-hmm. It's Monday. It is every Monday. We've been doing something pretty cool this month mm-hmm. uh we've been talking to people who grew up with different religious backgrounds than ourselves which has been a challenge not talking about it just finding people we've we've <laughs> realized that we have a very insular community where we yeah, only know yeah. people who with similar backgrounds <laughs> and then it's crazy we know all these atheists <laughs> yeah but 
one thing is that as we've been talking to our friends more and more, scratching the surface, we found out first week our friend Rahul, he had this whole life that he had never told us about, about uh, growing up Hindu. And then we met a fantastic slam poet, mm-hmm. uh, Muhammad Eunice, last week, who talked to us about being uh, Muslim and growing up and having Islam carry him through poetry. And that was such an interesting conversation. And this week, before we get to our guest, uh, we're going to learn about Judaism. And I wanted to play a snippet, a small piece of this conversation I had with uh, Rabbi Kenny Weiss, who runs Houston Hillel, which is uh, a Hillel organization is usually based on a college campus. And it's for Jewish students to go and congregate and meet and go on activities together. And what makes Houston Hillel so different is that it serves as the hub for all the colleges, all five colleges here in the uh, the city of Houston. So U of H, Rice, uh, HBU, but let's be honest, uh, St. Thomas, and oh, there's another one. TSU. Yeah, Yeah, I got them all. Uh, So, yeah, they're there for everybody. And... um, I wanted to play a little bit of this, and the raw interview is, I, I we're going to find a place to put it, but if, ah, geez, new phone. Who does? Always the problem here. All right, here we go. This is a, a little piece of my interview with Kenny Weiss. So the most fundamental is Shabbat every seventh day, from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown is Shabbat, and uh, that's the most important Jewish holiday of the year. What that happens every week? What what does it entail? Uh, day of rest. You know, Jews like lots of people in lots of different communities have a spectrum of observance, and so for some Jews it could mean observing Shabbat in a very traditional sense, which means refraining from the uh, various categories of work that were involved in building the tabernacle that the Israelites carried through the desert, which is one of the reasons why some Jews don't drive on Shabbat because one of the prohibited activities is creating a fire and Mm. the internal combustion engine is considered creating a fire. So some Jews don't drive on Shabbat. But then for other people on the spectrum of observance, it might not be anything at all. You know, it might be something that some Jews don't even recognize or recognize every once in a while in one way or another. So right now we're in the middle of uh, the holiday of Hanukkah, which is not at all a major Jewish holiday. (laughs) It's more major in the United States uh, through its proximity to Christmas and the greeting card industry. Wait, really? (laughs) Hanukkah is a really minor holiday. Totally minor. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you pulling my leg? Not at all. Minor holiday. You know, the big holidays are the three pilgrimage festivals in Judaism, Sukkot, Shavuot, and Pesach, right? Passover. Sukkot, also known as Tabernacles, uh, and uh, yeah, those are the three pilgrimage festivals. Most people also know about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which happen in the fall, the high holy days. Shabbat is more important than all of those holidays, and Hanukkah ranks below all of those holidays also. Growing up, it was Christmas and Easter were way more important than going to church every week. For me, for my family at least. Right. And so for a lot of Jews, American Jews, that would be true also, right? Uh, high holidays, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah would be more important. And, and you'd get the larger number of people being observant to those times if observance means going to synagogue. Um, Passover and a Passover Seder is actually the most widely observed Jewish ritual holiday celebration. Although for a lot of people, it's just having dinner. It's not the whole Seder with the 
the book and the telling of the story and, and all of the rituals that are involved in it. But yeah, Hanukkah tends to get pushed up because of its proximity to Christmas. And see, all right, that's the that's part of my conversation with Kenny Weiss, uh, Rabbi Kenny Weiss of Houston Hello. If you guys want to hear more of that, uh, it's about a 30-minute conversation. We will be putting it up somewhere on our RSS feed. We haven't figured it out yet, but it'll be out there. And I, you could hear it in the interview, I totally thought Hanukkah was the big one. Uh, <laughs> and I was quite surprised. I, it turns out I know absolutely nothing. And our guest today... She's Jewish, yes. But so she's, she's got to know absolutely something. <laughs> yeah, she's got to, uh, hopefully everything. That we <laughs> to know. But she's also a fantastic photographer here in the city of Houston, and she is one of the pillars of the Rec Room Theater that uh, is based out here as well. Please, everybody, welcome Tasha Gorell. Hey, yeah. Tasha. Oh, you're hello. coming in. Oh, there she is. There we are. Here she comes. Hello, hello. Oh, all I right. Okay. <laughs> you're here, finally. Yeah, always always uh, some technical issues going on. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah, uh, you heard the interview. Yeah. I was totally taken aback. I had no idea that Hanukkah was not a uh, big not a one. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and a greeting card industry? When did that happen? <laughs> America, probably. Um, yeah, Hanukkah is not really a big thing at all. When I was in Israel last week, like all of my Israeli friends were like, so what are you doing for Hanukkah? It's such a big deal. And I'm like, they were all making fun of me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not sure. I really uh, don't know why we celebrate it at all. They were like, well, we don't celebrate it at all. Like Israeli Jews kind of just bypass it completely. Completely? Wow. Completely, yeah. They don't give gifts on Hanukkah. They give gifts on Pas Purim. Mm. Mm-hmm. Purim, that's Passover? No, that's a different one. Oh, crap. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right, so which one's Purim? Purim is the one that you're supposed to get super drunk during, and everyone wears costumes. What's the catch? There is no catch. It's also, it's like the best Jewish holiday, honestly. It's the one about Queen Esther. Y'all familiar with Queen Esther, the story? Uh, Where she, like, the concept. Yeah. No, 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 please. Basically, the, the, of them? Okay, but, uh, yeah, of them. Great. So the, I got their first album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a good name. Um, so basically, the concept is that she is Jewish, and she marries this king, Ahasuerus. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Um, we won't and, stop you. Thank yeah. you. And uh, she doesn't tell him that she's Jewish. And she marries him and Good her power uncle. Move. Right, yeah. exactly. It's like this really big feminist empowerment holiday. And her uncle's like, You have to tell him that you're Jewish because he's gonna kill all of the Jews that don't bow down. Ooh. So she tells him that he's Jewish and then like the, he doesn't make Jews bow down and uh, we celebrate it by getting super drunk. That's tight. It's <laughs> That's awesome. like... And then in Israel they give gifts on that holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, no gift giving in America? No. No. No, that's that's Hanukkah. Okay, so Hanukkah is the gift giving one. In America. All right. Now, he mentioned some other holidays. There was uh wait. First off, let's instead of going through these holidays, sure. I want to ask yeah. you no. mm-hmm. what can you give us some good Purim stories? Yeah. So, I oh, think boy. like you're, you're the most if you radical Purim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the most radical Purim I had was when I was like a junior or senior in Once college. Again, radical Purim got mm-hmm. the first album. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the Queen Esters. Um so it was uh, my senior year of college and the orthodox rabbi at Hillel in Austin mm-hmm. was having this big Purim party at his house. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. It'll be fun. I'll go." I walk in. There is literally, okay, there's 20 people there. 
there for the <laughs> dinner because it's a dinner that you like tell the story and drink and eat. He has 200 bottles of wine. <laughs> I am not kidding. 200 bottles of wine that we went through during the night telling the story and every single time that there's like different times you're supposed to drink so you're just like drinking the entire time and then you're supposed to get so drunk that you cannot tell the difference between the bad guy and the good guy <laughs> of the story um, and that was that was crazy and then most like synagogues do Purim spiels which tells the story of Queen Esther in like some horrible kitschy way so in high school I was in a lot of Purim spiels where you have to like it's like Purim in the tune of Beatles so then you like sing what? all these songs oh. about Purim to like sh- ridiculous Beatles songs yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's it sounds like, like a blast <laughs> it was really fun. I mean everyone now that I'm realizing it all the adults were probably drunk while they were watching us children. <laughs> now do Beatles. Exactly. Yeah. Now do Rugrats. Now do yeah. Beatles. Yeah, no, it's it was ridiculous. Do you all know the band Bread? <laughs> I guess the closest for us, uh, that would be the um, the Passion Plays. Mm. Did you have to do that? I didn't have to do any Passion Plays. Are they comedies? Oh. Oh, The Passion of the Christ is uh, Not <laughs> far a from a comedy. Okay. Depending cool. on how you play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Passion is just like every Easter... I believe you have to the Sunday school kids come out and they all dress up as the characters of Pontius Pilate, Barabbas, Jesus, the big ones, and they tell the story of Pontius Pilate saying, All right, Jesus has they, to be they always find the Sunday school bully to play him. Yeah. <laughs> I think at one point uh, I, I forget if Jesus or Barabbas basically one character shows up and everyone has to shout, Liar and it's uh Man, I did, well, I did not have to do this. We have something uh, like that with Purim. So whenever the bad guy Haman comes out, Haman, you uh-huh, boo him, right? We have groggers, right? So there's these like noise machines <laughs> that have like clicks inside. They're like, ah, and it makes this horrible noise. How did I not go to these Rocky Horror Picture shows? Oh my God, that's exactly religion. So it's Catholic. Is. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I'm yeah. surprised they, as a Catholic, you Don't didn't have do the passion like play. Yeah. I'm surprised too. Maybe I just didn't get cast, and they didn't. Mm, <laughs> they didn't want to tell you. Yeah. No, your parents no are like, no that. son of mine is going to be. A theater yeah. kid, no You're performer. Yeah, yeah. Look nice at me try. Now, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got through Purim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other ones he mentioned was Sukkot or Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through that? Can you do that yeah, one? Yeah, I can kind of. So, like, I grew up Reformed Jewish, which means that we're like Jewish, right? Like, we don't really do <laughs> such a bad joke. Oh my god! Have never been hey, on that. Yeah, have you heard oh, the first great. ten minutes? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't really celebrate uh, Sukkot that much but what i can tell you about it is that it's supposed to bring in the harvest so it's supposed to like be it's the springtime holiday and jews build sukkahs in their yards which are these um shacks that are like built out of straw and wood and the roof is supposed to be straw so you can see the stars while you are eating in the sukkah and you're supposed to decorate it with um different specific fruits the Egg, no, I don't even remember what they're called. It's something that looks like a lemon and something that looks like a stock. And you're supposed to like smell it for the freshness of the spring. And you're just supposed to welcome in the springtime under the sukkah to have a good harvest. That's the whole idea behind this holiday. I like all of these. These they're sound really great. Fun, yeah. Honestly, they're, okay. they're fun holidays that are all centered around eating and drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said you didn't celebrate it too often. Yeah. So I had some growing up Orthodox Jewish friends, mm. uh, and we would always 
always go over to their house for Sukkot and we would eat in their sukkah. So we would like just eat and smell the yumminess and eat some more and talk. It's, they're really like most Jewish holidays are just about like Jews getting together with other Jews and like celebrating these holidays that are, you know. How, how big is a, a sukkah? Like, it depends. I mean, I've been in a sukkah before that's as big as this sukkah. 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 I'm going to get you sukkah. It's a, it's what do you say? Sukkah. It's a sukkah. Sukkah. Uh huh. It's like a long ooh. The ones that I were in were like as big as this room, but some of them are as big as the studio. Huge. Wow. Huge. Like the Chabad house in, at UT had like a huge sukkah that so many people would come under. It was really kind of cool, actually, looking back on it. That sounds very kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Very communal. We have nothing like that. No. Yeah, we yeah. shake hands at mass. <laughs> That's so my least and, favorite and part. And if you're, if you're sick, you just have to be like... I'm, not not this week. I would say I was <laughs> not this time. Yeah. yeah, I just bring in some Kleenex uh, just in case. And be like, uh, uh, oh, I don't feel so. I good. got the little sniffles. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you had to do this at uh, Shabbat. Mm. Yes. Okay. Vocab word. <laughs> AKA church for us. Right. Sure. Uh, but we do the the peace be with you, where we just have to shake hands with everybody around us. Okay, what's so funny Confirmation about of faith, that's what Shabbat I call it. Shalom, so this is what, it's Shabbat Shalom, right? Mm-hmm. It's like right before the last prayer, and at my temple growing up, whatever this would happen, it was like the time for everyone to just start talking. Oh, so yeah, it's like, yeah. wish yeah. everyone around you Shabbat Shalom, and you'd be like, so how's your week going? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, good, very good. Uh-huh. Oh, what happened? Okay, interesting. How was the ballet concert? And then they'd be like, we're back for the final sur- uh, prayer, which is always like the prayer for the dead people, so it was always a little awkward. Yeah, now that it's but, all out of your systems yeah, uh-huh. we have some dead people we have to pray for like, oh, oh, come, come on, on. They, they start rolling to in memoriam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music's getting louder and louder oh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay so then there's yom kippur yom kippur yeah, all right the the day of atonement well we should really Ooh. talk about um <laughs> yeah right rosh hashanah first because they're kind of like sister holidays okay okay so rosh hashanah is the new year it happens at uh like in september October, depending on how the moon is. Oh, because I was going to say, wait a minute. We are September. moon people. We are moon people. <laughs> what are you, my ex? <laughs> we are. Jews being moon people is not the stance that every race takes. Like, I just want to get that out there. KPFT Let me be the one enough hot water. <laughs> <laughs> so we go by the lunar calendar. I mm-hmm. can say that, okay? Um, so it's just the new year where we're like supposed to... like. Am I getting this backwards? No, Russia, Russia, Sean is definitely first. Um, where you're just supposed to like <laughs> the it, phone lines are going it, off, yeah. <laughs> bringing in the new year, and then Yom Kippur happens. I think twelve days later, where you're atoning for all the sins of the year before. Ah, mm, okay. But now that I say it, I feel like it might be reversed. They happen very close to each other. <laughs> That's kind of culturally, we've got Lent, mm-hmm. and where Ned and I are from, Mardi Gras before Lent. Mm. So Mardi Gras, we party like crazy, right. mm-hmm. and then Ash Wednesday, we yeah. go in hungover and get ashes on our cro- our forehead and then puke in the parking yeah, lot. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure Rosh Hashanah's first. I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure. And then on Yom Kippur, you fast. Okay. You're supposed to fast all day, which just means there's a bunch of hungry Jews in temple. 
<laughs> looking at their like clocks like ready to eat when you yeah. do the uh, Shabbat Shalom is everyone just talking about where they're going afterwards <clears throat> pretty much and some people yeah. like bring stuff in their purse so, like, <laughs> yeah. like, need a cookie okay and you're also as tradition during Yom Kippur is that you are supposed to throw bread into a running stream that's a symbolization sy- symbolizes all of your sins of oh, the year ducks love so you guys love it. <laughs> yeah. love it so you just like throw like loaves of bread depending oh. on your sin level into the um, <laughs> you see a guy come in with like street. a huge cart of bread <laughs> exactly. like, what do you oh, do, what did you do don't last mind year? me uh-huh. just for the whole family <laughs> yep then, oh yeah the my favorite part of the service of Yom Kippur is like that is when God decides if you are going to be written into the book of life Uh-oh. or the book of death. So like all of the vocab, the like vocabulary and the metaphors in the service are very much about the book of life or the book of death. It's like very, very dark. What's the, is this like Santa's naughty or nice list? What's the <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really, I mean, God only knows, I guess at that point. He like decides on this day, whether you're going to live or die this year. Oh, th- oh okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's like, sign the death waiver. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Uh-huh. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. That's don't, a bummer. Yeah. Santa Claus just decides whether I get my Hot Wheels yeah, or not. Yeah. No, this is about <laughs> death. Uh-huh. It's a little darker. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about some fun Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur times you've had. Yeah, well, Yom Kippur, you know, so like the best thing about these holidays, they're the high holidays. Are you all familiar with this term, high holidays in Judaism? Uh, uh, different <laughs> definition, probably. Cool. Yeah. Same, probably. Um, so... Uh, as the rabbi was saying, the holiest day is Shabbat, which happens every week. But besides Shabbat, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are the two highest holidays. So like, even if you don't celebrate anything and mm-hmm. you're not really a part of the religion at all, you will go to synagogue on okay. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This is Kippur. like uh, Christians have CEO, Christmas, Easter only. Mm-hmm. I assume that's the yes, same. it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> so um, th- this is really the time that you like gather with your family and you all come together and eat and talk and and there's big meals associated with these holidays. Rosh Hashanah has like this huge lunch that happens where you eat apples and honey. There's like a bunch of songs, mm. apples and honey on Rosh Hashanah. So that's like a big thing, apples and honey. Actually, my, my roommate came over for Rosh Hashanah this year. And then we had a dinner party the other day and she served apples and honey. Aww. And I was like... JC, are you just trying to be a little Jewish here? She's like, it was delicious. I never would have thought about it. (laughs) So we do that. And then on Yom Kippur, of course, after you've been fasting all day, you get together with your family and you eat this huge meal. That's like enough for like 12 meals. Um, So that's always really fun to be able to do that and stuff your faces. I'm talking about food a lot. Man, I just feel every person we've had on for these segments, they talk about these grand meal mm-hmm. where you're just eating all day yeah. and the food sounds amazing yeah. and then I'm thinking we got like, we got stale body bread <laughs> yeah we got stale body bread we've got the uh, green bean casserole mm. just like a dried turkey it's the same stuff every year a jello salad yeah yeah oh no we have kugel what's kugel you guys kugel is like so imagine like a lasagna 
right? Okay, so oh, it's I'm listening. Like a cheat cake. It is like it is the the pasta of a lasagna, mm-hmm. but it's filled with like sweet cream cheese and berries and like all of this delicious sugar. If I so wasn't on public a, radio, I'd be swearing right it now. It is <laughs> so good. And like, this is the thing, like who brings the Kugel and the Blintzes? These are like traditional high holiday foods. Blintzes are like similar like pastries that are like stuffed with cheese. We are really into the sweet and savory. What are we doing, I Connor? We are... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I have nothing good to say about my religion right this, now. This month has been, watch Connor and Ned quickly lose their faith. <laughs> yeah. We are salivating and doubting oh, our religion. Oh, God, it's so good. It really is. Every festival is so much more colorful and food-filled. It, what, what are we at? Wait. Christmas? <laughs> Easter, we have Easter eggs. Those aren't good. Pastel colors? <laughs> Was it 2008? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything just looks like a chubby dad <laughs> every Easter. Uh, Christmas is, I mean, we just give a lot of gifts. We surrendered to Coca-Cola years ago. Christmas yeah. is dead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm sure there are other holy days and... I mean, Palm Sunday? Cool. <laughs> I don't even know what Palm Sunday is. I thought it was when they they fanned Jesus with palms. <laughs> while he walked down to Via Dolorosa. I don't know what that is. Do you get to feast on that day? Do y'all have any big feasting You get to, yeah, you get to church. You go to Jack in the Box. Yeah, yeah. Jack in the Box. Your parents finally took you to Skeeters. Great. <laughs> You've been begging all week. Love it. <laughs> the reward for getting through church. Yeah. <laughs> No. I got I got an F yeah palms from Cody. <laughs> yeah. All right. So get palms or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we definitely one of the things we've learned when doing this is that okay we got to ask afterlife. Do you, mm. do you guys have a hell? Yeah, no. what's, what's the sitch? You don't have a hell? No hell. Are we the, the only religion that hell? Oh my God, you guys, I have to tell you the what way the that hell? this was described <laughs> to me once. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, let me let me try to remember this story about it. So we do not have a hell. There's seven layers of heaven, like a, like a bean dip. Okay, what? There's seven okay. layers. Right. And like, so heaven gets depending, better and better. Well, not exactly. No, much worse. I think the <laughs> idea, about, it, it, yeah, it's like you're going to go to heaven, but they're, depending on on how good you were, you'll be at different levels. So the way that I heard hell in Judaism described once was like, you're sitting at this, <laughs> of course it's about food. You're at this really big <laughs> table eating this delicious dinner, okay? And you can only eat by like helping the person next to you eat, okay? So you're trying to like serve That's hell? Them. Wait, no, that's heaven. Oh. Hell is where you're doing it, but like you don't have any hands, so you're just like having to smell the food and you have to like it's like basically the idea is it's not as easy i thought you were going to say feeding people with your mouth i was like that just sounds like a cool high school party (laughs) yeah no we do not have hell that's not a thing that sounds sounds kind of like a twilight zone episode (laughs) or it's like you have to feed all these people like well i love volunteering that's great but you have no hands (laughs) figure it out jews yeah so that's just the word that's hell Mm -hmm. see we've been so frustrated Every religion we've talked about doesn't have this thing that guilts you into being a part of it. 
oh, we are, but there is so much guilt in Judaism. Don't think that we're like, you know, they're, they're the, the closest the, guilt we adjacent. Are the, we are yeah. so we are a guilt filled culture. I mean, we've all heard of Jewish guilt, so it may not be necessarily in our like Torah, mm-hmm. right? Not a part of the doctrine, but it's embedded in our culture. Mm-hmm. Like every single oh, Jew, our, ours that is you written know, clear on the manual. No, yeah. ours is like it's learned through like thousands of years of <laughs> suffering and like all of this like animosity we've gone through. It's like created this group of people that is like amazing at making you feel bad if you're not doing what they want you to do. <laughs> it's 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 fascinating. Yeah. So the guilt is just like a cultural put upon. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, was, so the the guilt is just culturally put upon people by family members correct is it does it come from clergy or like if you went to no, Hebrew school, not nobody? so much no the art not in america from- though i can't really speak to jews elsewhere like in israel it's a very different religion it's a very different okay. religion. Um, jews in israel would consider my orthodox jews in israel would consider my kind of judaism like i'm not really jewish Oh man! Mm-hmm. Well, we we think you're you're all right. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the Jew we know. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> honorary Jew, Tasha Garel here Wait, for you. Wait, hold on! Don't say honorary. I'm, yeah, you no. said that you were Jewish. No, I am. No, one hundred percent. I am. Oh, crud. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just growing up. It wasn't just. I don't know about your family. My family definitely had some guilt stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But the people involved in the church were the ones really laying down the guilt mm. i went to a private school and it was if you bully some other kid you're going to hell and so that was our thing of like oh crap i'm never gonna bully anyone again no and hell is not just you don't have hands hell is <laughs> you have hands and they are getting grinded up every day and then you wake up with new hands and you just have to grind grind them yeah Yeah. and then then a bird pokes you in the eye and he's like you suck and you have to deal with that hell sounds awful and i don't want to go to it so should i switch to a religion without one that's a cool cop-out move (laughs) i think god would be like ah man i didn't think you'd think of that yeah (laughs) you know jews are kind of um like hesitant about accepting even converts, you know, like a lot. I mean, I, I they know they got to, a good thing going, right? Like not to rain on your parade here, but like oh, honestly, we've had a whole month there are so many Jews, like Orthodox Jews, and even some conservative Jews who, if you are not born Jewish, you will never really be Jewish. And if you want to convert, you have to ask the rabbi three different times and be turned down three different times before you can begin the process. So it's kind of like a... That makes me kind of want it more. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, oh. I, li- I like when religions play hard to worship. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're a, little, we're a little hard to worship over here. Uh-huh. That's, well, I mean, all you got to do is believe in John 3.16, and mm-hmm. then you're automatically a Christian, I guess. There we go. Which I spent so long believing in Stone Cold Steve Austin 3.16. <laughs> And what's that? What's up? I don't even know. No. What, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. You yeah. know what he said it, buddy. Yeah, just making jokes here. <laughs> I am Saw it on a t-shirt. <laughs> like horribly not informed about Christianity. The more that I like l- talk to my Christian friends, uh, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. It's drab. In yeah. my first year of college, I took a course where... So U of H is an incredibly diverse campus. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I really was immersed in a lot of different cultures that were not my own. And we read Genesis in this course. And 
we had to read Genesis and I believe the book of Luke. Uh, yeah, the book of Luke. The only book where Jesus advocates violence. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Throw that out in a, a college course. <laughs> head spin. Uh, anyway, so the, the, the student turns to me and he's talking about how silly Christianity is to him. He's like, you worship a zombie. Like, how, like, what is that? I'm like, well, hold on. Like, he's not like a walking dead kind of zombie. He's just... He came back from the dead. How yeah. are you not impressed? Your eyebrows should be touching the sky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. some people saw him afterwards, right? <laughs> I don't know. Basically, Christianity. God got a lady pregnant, mm-hmm. Mary, and then she gave birth to him in a manger. Right. And that's Christmas. Sure. And then he died and came back. And that's Easter. Okay. And then one time he walked around the desert for 40 days. And then that's Lent, where we have to give something up for we 40 We have 40. Too. Yeah. yeah 40 the, the big yeah. number. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the Jews wandered the desert for 40 years. All right. Well, it's not a contest. Yeah, no, brag fine. much. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Uh-huh. It is interesting to see numerology as such a big role yeah. in all these different religious texts. 12 is a very significant number. Mm. Uh, 40, I see. Um, 7. 13 yeah. is really big for Jews because it's the. So, like, in, I th- I'm pretty sure in, in Judaism, the alphabet has numerical, like, uh, each letter equates to a number okay. and the word for life is high and when you add the two letters that is that you use to create the word high it's 13 so oh. um giving 13 like dollars or 26 dollars on people's bar and bat mitzvahs going in increments of 13 is pretty big i think that ties into divine mathematics mm. Some, there's a Wikipedia article. I don't know much about this. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, I'm no expert, and I don't want to get uh, called out on our forums or whatever. But if you do want to call, you can call in at 713-526-8737 and talk to us about, you know, whatever. So I want to ask some questions about you growing up Jewish. Okay. Did you have a bat mitzvah? Yeah, I had a... Uh, Did you have a themed bat mitzvah? Kind of. The theme was Israel. Um, my sister <laughs> wow, and I. Real original. Yeah, right. My sister and I got. <laughs> oh, we have our, a phone call. Uh, oh, if we take a call. Go for it. Hi, you're on FM Rager. Hi, uh, this is uh, Mr. Hilton. Can I please? Is this this is uh, FM Rager, correct? Yes. All right. Wait, uh, is this Mr. Ed- Hilton of hotels? Is this Conrad Hilton? This, yeah, exactly. Oh. Is, is that Ned Gale on it, the other line? That that is me. Yeah. What's up, uh, Mr. Hilton, Mr. H? Oh, 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 Ned. I'm glad I got a hold of you because Uh-oh. I wanted to offer you an exclusive trip to one of our fabulous getaways. This is junk mail. This is this junk is mail. This is not real. Is this hey. real? <clears throat> what's your fabulous fabulous location? Uh, well, wh- wh- where do you want to go, Neddy boy? Uh, anywhere but this phone call. <laughs> Can I come? Uh, um, uh, maybe Connor. But okay. All right, that's <laughs> he's out of here. Wow. Hate, why did we get junk mail here? I should that stop. Doesn't make any Putting sense. this phone number as my. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he was calling from the grave. <laughs> Conrad Hilton's been dead for a long time. Wait, what? 
Uh, anyway. So, what were we saying? Bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Right. Yeah. I went with my sister. Bat yes, we went to Israel for our B'nai mitzvah, which is what it's called when two girls get bat mitzvah together. Uh, we just call it combining birthdays. Oh, sure, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Someone's calling again. I hope it's not Hilton. Is it again. Mr. Hilton? I don't know who it could be. Uh, Hi, Yellow? you're on FM Rager. Uh, hey, it's Conrad. Uh, looks like we got disconnected. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, then, okay, you can go to any one of our uh, fabulous... <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'm not. I'm going to not take a call for a little bit. I want to hear this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, B'nai mitzvah? mitzvah? B'nai mitzvah. And it's, if it's with a boy, it's a benot mitzvah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and is that, so two at one, is that, does that number go up? Like if it was three? Is no, that it's the, just, this is the plural. Okay. Okay. Bar, plural, gotcha. gotcha. Uh huh. So we went to Israel with our family um, and we got, we were trained. We were, we did our bat mitzvah prep in Houston. Okay. And then we pretty much hired like a mail to order rabbi in Israel <laughs> who was this ridiculous, huge New York Jew that had moved to Israel who like wrote this book and did like these, these ceremonies for kids who come to Israel to do their bar bat mitzvah or benot or b'nai mitzvah. Um, And we did it on the eastern wall, which is not the west, you know, the wailing wall, Mm -hmm. the western wall, the wall that women are separated on. So we went to the east part of the temple and we did our b'nai mitzvah there. And it was a really beautiful ceremony. My sister and I read from the Torah. Our entire family, I have a bunch of family in Israel. They all came. Um, they all thought that Danya and I were fluent because we were that good reading the Torah. Uh huh. Um, so that's what I did from about mitzvah. And then when I came back to the States, of course, we had a party. And we Dang. did have a themed party. <laughs> the theme was rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Because we are Texans and we wore literal dresses that were made out of like handkerchiefs. Chips. This was like our theme. She wore a rules. It was amazing. It was this awesome party at a country club that all of our friends came to. And I still have like the photo albums. It was, we were 13 year olds. I should have known then. I had like a life of partying ahead 13 of 13 year olds at a country club. How'd you rope them into that one? This is like, <laughs> this is like the thing. Y'all know that. Did y'all go to bar bat mitzvahs growing up? I went to a bar mitzvah I once. I went to a bat mitzvah once. Once. So I went to a season. Like literally my bar bat mitzvah class was 30. So every single weekend I would go to a different country club dressed in some stupid cocktail dress that I got at Dillard's on sale the year before (laughs) trying to like slow dance with the kids. It's like very terrible to make young children going through puberty to have to like sing from the Torah and then go to these parties where it's just ridiculous. So yeah, that was my... Short guys and tall women. That was my experience. Yeah, I was 5'5 at 12. So, like, what do we Dang. expect here? You yeah. know? Yeah. I was this size when I was a child. Um, yeah. So, you mentioned the Wailing Wall, and I wanted to tell the story. Uh, I've also been to Israel. Right. I went to Jerusalem in college. It was well, fun. thanks for the invite, both of you. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tasha and I had a blast. I don't know what your problem was. Um, <laughs> wow. But we went to the Wailing Wall, and I, I got to go up to it and touch it and pray mm-hmm. and put one of my nice. prayer scrolls mm-hmm. into the wall. And it was beautiful. And there's a picture of me like having this really great moment. But I'm wearing zip-off pants, flip-flops, and a Bucky's t-shirt <laughs> with that big old beaver on it. And I'm just like, thumbs up with my hand on the wall. And later people see it and they're like, this is the most disrespectful thing you could have done. Oh my God. I You're going to be used it. in a Bucky's ad. Did you have like a like an emotional response the first time you were at the wall? Uh... 
at the wall, no. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, temple that I went to go pray at that um, I felt like I was praying for three hours, and it was ten minutes. Mm. And they had to be like, Connor, come on, we're going. <laughs> uh, I did have like a genuine spiritual experience there that has kept me from saying that I'm an atheist. It happens yeah. in the Holy Land yeah, for strange reasons. There's something in the water, I There's guess. There's something in the water, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did get to go into Dead Sea. I was going to say, did you go to the Dead I Sea? I did. Oh, he floated. Yeah, I would hope so. I remember like sitting there and giggling, just like... That's everyone who's told me about that. I was like, that's exactly... They're like, that freaking floated, man. It's amazing. Cover yourself with mud, and your skin is smoother than it ever be. Wow. You gotta go. You gotta oh, go to the Dead I'll Sea, go next week. cover yourself in mud, yeah. go in and cleanse yourself. No, it's really lovely. Awesome. It and is. I ate hummus all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> so this last time, I got back from Israel like two and a half weeks ago. I ate, I was there for 10 days. I had six shawarmas while I was there, <laughs> which means I was like having a, a shawarma every other. Oh my. That the sounds food. good. The food is Again, good. we're back to the food. Yeah. I, it's, Jews are just about food. This is it. That's, so there's one holiday we didn't talk over, mm. uh, Seder. Seder. Yeah. And Passover. That, all I know about that is that it's basically a big meal. Mm-hmm. It's what? a long meal. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, you said, said that, that with a lot of... It's a, it's a real long one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trek. <laughs> what, how, long, yeah. how long it? How long it? How long it? Um, <laughs> some Seders can be... Uh, like 10 hours long yeah sign um, me up because you go but still through, one course <laughs> yeah no it's a million courses and oh. it's very um symbolic so we have a satyr plate which has all of these different symbols like there's a lamb bone there's parsley there's bitter bitter herbs there's um the, the sweet what is it Herosit, there's an egg and they all symbolize different things some very progressive satyr plates mm. have an orange which somehow symbolizes something with women i don't know what an orange is orange you glad there's women i guess so <laughs> um, so it's in a huge Seder with as many people show up and you all have a uh, Haggadah, which is the specific, um, like, it's not a prayer book, it's the storybook that everyone gets one and you go around the table and everyone has a different part. And usually Seders are are held by the matriarch of the family, they will, or the patriarch, but mostly the matriarch. And you go and you have different people have different parts that they read. There's a story about the, the three sons or the five sons, numbers again. Um, it's like this very symbolic holiday that's about, that's Exodus about the Jews leaving Egypt. A lot of songs in that one as well. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Matzah? It's that one. I still haven't had matzah. What? You're not missing anything. Oh, okay. It's okay. I had matzah balls in New York. So matzah balls are a very different story from matzah. Oh, oh, okay. Like matzah balls are tender and supple and they taste great when they're dunked in soup and matzah is just cardboard and and my friend Dan would he so my mom buys like 50 boxes of matzah every Passover that's a lots of matzah it's lots of matzah and she doesn't even eat the lots of matzah she tries to pawn it off on me and I'm like (laughs) I don't want this so I gave my friend Dan 10 boxes of matzah I come back two weeks later I'm like Dan where's the matzah he's like oh I ate all of it so some people are really into it (laughs) well I mean if I got a box of uh, communion crackers I'd go through those Yeah. I mean I think they're pretty good communion wafers there's nothing on them. Yeah. 
they just kind of dissolve in your tongue. They feel kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know, it's just the body of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it hasn't been blessed, it's just like yeah. crabby bread. <laughs> Wait, you know what we're talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. Actually, great. I do. So, you know, transubstantiation? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. so you've heard the good word. I yeah. took, a, I took a, a, a religions class in college, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. World's religions, just the monotheistic ones, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and the, uh, we don't have very much time, so I did want to ask you a couple of questions about growing up Jewish right. in America. Yes. Now, you said that you were in a class for your bat mitzvah, mm-hmm. and there were 30 people in there. Mm-hmm. Was that typical for you? Did you grow up surrounded by a lot of different people who were Jewish, or were you like, lost in a sea of Christians? Or? I mean, kind of both. Like, um, in my school school, there wasn't a lot of Jews around, um, but in my Hebrew school, there yeah. were only Jews. Um, so... Growing up Jewish, I, I also now find myself, I gravitate towards Jews. Like, it's the strangest thing. Like, you, you discover I will, they're Jewish? I, like, meet them, and I'm like, oh, my God, we have such an amazing connection. Like, what is this? I love it. And they're like, oh, you know, when I got bought Mitch, I'm like, that's what it is. Okay? Bingo. Figuring yeah. it out. So there was something about, like, I grew up with a lot of Jews. Yeah. So I went to Jewish preschool. Um, so for the first five years, it was just Jews. And my mom always it was very important to her that the jewish culture was embedded in my sister and my life so she used to come to every year during hanukkah she would come from kindergarten to fifth grade and do a a presentation for the entire grade about hanukkah um, where we would do like a little skit where my name was like rachel green and she would teach me about like the menorah and and the entire grade and i didn't want to do it like in fifth grade and my friends were like is your mom coming this year to do the hanukkah presentation and i'm like well, I guess she is now. Um, I don't know so, who her star is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Do you want to do it? So, like, Judaism, I almost felt growing up, like, in elementary school, it was, like, my responsibility to teach kids that, like, being Jewish is okay, and it's, like, cool, and it's fine. So, um, <laughs> Good you know, on you. Yeah. It, yeah, and it actually kind of oh, followed hey. me. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting rang again. I don't if know if this it's is Mr. Hilton. Hilton? Or, we'll find we'll out. see. We'll okay. see. One thing about that, uh, Rachel Green also... Only Jewish girl I knew in my high school. <laughs> Very weird that that was the name. Huh. Hey, you're Hello? on FM Rager. Okay, next. Conrad again. Okay, oh, man. so anyways. Okay, let's deal with this. Yeah, what's up? Paid trip. Puerto Rico. Yeah, the Virgin Islands. You name it. But you gotta let Jack Killen host in your absence. <laughs> Wait a I second. I think he's gonna be a great addition to hey, what you Hey, Conrad, need. I gotta ask you something. As someone who's been dead for several years, how do you know our friend Jack? Uh, he's just really a stand-up guy. I mean, I just also really I feel like if Jack's going to host the show, he needs to know that interruptions really ruin the flow of the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, man. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Jack put the wrong reference. Boy, but before we go any further, uh, could you give me a free trip to Israel? It sounds like really cool. <laughs> You know what? There, I can throw in a free rental car from our friends at Enterprise. Thank you, Enterprise, for committing to great car service. So I just really appreciate, in your absence, Ned, when you're on this all expense. You can't even trip. advertise for shows on this show, man. <laughs> Look, you just gave Enterprise an ad, and you want... Hmm. Look... I think that you and Jack could, uh, and any other friends you have, yeah, let's be fair. Probably take a course on ethics and, uh, maybe try again next time. But hey, you know, we are, we'll give Jack an internship if he wants to be our intern. Oh, we could definitely use one of those. 
Hey, he's he's a great co-host and fill-in, and I'd stand by him. So hopefully I can see you boys at our all-expense-paid resort and let Jack Killen take <laughs> over the entire show because he is just awesome. All right. I love what he's doing in the comedy scene hey. around Houston. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jack. We really appreciate that. I was there. Man, Jack Killen really wants to be Jack Fillin. <laughs> Golly. Uh, anyway. Damn it. That totally threw me. No, I, I know He's going to call I, back. Yeah, He's uh-huh. like, hey, this is Sarah Green. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rachel, Rachel Green. Green. I'm it's sorry. Rachel Green. It's her sister. Um, right. So <laughs> it's older now. Growing up Jewish. So then, like, this was huge in my, like, elementary school years. And then I was really, really active in my Jewish youth group in high school at my temple. Um, and all of my best friends were in the youth group. Um, even the Christian ones because they really wanted to be a part of it. That's like, awesome. Because we did like lock-ins and we went on like retreats and Jews are fun, you know, as we've discussed, lots of eating and drinking and partying. So I was the vice president and president of my youth group for two years. <laughs> um, and then when I went to college... You held all branches of... <laughs> right. When I went to college, I was then very active in my Hillel. I was on the student board for two years and then I led services on Friday night during Shabbat, every Friday for two years. Um, very Jewish. Uh, and and th- I think this was all because when I was in elementary school, my mom like instilled that like being Jewish and teaching people that it's cool and okay was like very important. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah, it, it's been a huge part of my upbringing, honestly. Nowadays, do you consider yourself still like actively religious? Uh, I don't know if I've ever considered myself actively religious. Uh, I've considered myself very culturally in tuned. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like the culture is, is it's so very embedded separate. in yeah. you. And like it's, it's also, but it's also separate from the like religion of it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, my parents raised me Jewish, but I don't think either one of them really believe in like capital G God. A lot of Jews don't believe in capital G God. There's a lot of Jews who like believe more in like you know. There's so many different sects, like the universality of universe. You know, everyone being connected, like. Mm-hmm. The whole Kabbalah movement it stems from Judaism, right? Oh, um, yeah, we don't, don't have to go there. I don't know anything about it. Um, oh, okay. So all I know is I spent a month and a half in Sfat, which is like the 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 um, hub of Kabbalah, and Ooh. that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I was ever considered myself religious, but I've always been like very in tune to the Jewish culture. Since I moved back to Houston after graduating from UT, I will say that I've kind of like checked out a little bit of it um and i don't know why like part of me kind of misses it i know that my mom definitely misses it because how am i supposed to find a nice jewish husband if i'm not like (laughs) embedded in the jewish culture um but yeah i do kind of miss it sometimes and now i'm only like dragged to synagogue on the high holidays (laughs) and i'm only dragged to radio shows to prove it (laughs) your mom is there a pressure from your mom to find a nice jewish husband we should have talked about that the entire time. Especially you didn't call in. Are either of those boys Jewish? Yeah, no, it happens. I mean, my parents would, I imagine, prefer, one, they'd prefer for me to become a very active Christian again. Sure. And then they would prefer for me to marry someone of that faith. Yeah. I don't know about you, Ned. Yeah. 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 I'd just be I, excited to see me married. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the real thing. Yeah. My dad would be like, ah, thank God. Yeah. I think at this point that might be the general consensus yeah. for my family too. This you generation know, like, is okay. lost. They're like, just please don't is die without spreading your seed. We're getting yeah. married in like our thirties or something. Yeah. I, I, Ned and I are very excited for our future wedding. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, we sit around the house and 
pitch ideas, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Tasha, is there anything else you'd like to say uh, about this topic before we move on to our ne- uh, next and final segment of the show? Mm. Any message you want to give to Jews in Houston or non-Jews? Methods? In messages. Messages. <laughs> Any methods you'd like, like to methods share? Methods <laughs> of Judaism. Um, you know, I think my only message is that if you are Jewish, like, you know, just embrace it. You can't ever run from it. I think Judaism, it's like, it's like in your blood. No, it's in your, it's like in your blood. I, you know, even if you try, like if someone meets me and they don't know I'm Jewish, I'm like, how did you not know I'm Jewish? Drain it all you you want. It's in your blood. And once you like embrace into it, once you lean into it, I think that it can really be, you know, you can be on a radio show one day. (laughs) Never mind. No, no. What what do you, we got? Well, you said, how can you talk to me and not realize I'm Jewish? Mm Mm-hmm. Ned and I, I mean, what do you know what aspects of your personality make it obvious that you're Jewish? Because Ned and I didn't know. Y'all didn't know I was Jewish? I like kind of knew you were Jewish. Ned, I mean, you kind of knew I yeah, was Jewish. Yeah, but, but I didn't know you were like Jewish. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think the, the biggest, I'm very loud, right? And like, <laughs> uh, my hair is pretty big. You can't tell now, but it's like pretty Jewy. See, I got, I told you, I brought this See, up. See, I really wanted to say she had Jewy hair, but yeah, I can't Jew, just say that now. Growing <laughs> up, I, I have ridiculously thick, curly hair in high school, and I dealt with a lot of anti Semitism. Uh, growing up, which was totally misguided. Yeah, I was like, "This is offensive to other people, but also to me." But like, I'm not your target right now. Okay. It's double offensive. One <laughs> more thing: the reason I'm in Houston, okay, not in Austin, is I got cast in a show, a play, back when I was a stage actor called Bad Jews. And <laughs> the reason that, and it was the lead, and the reason that I got cast in this show is because the main character is supposed to have this thick, curly brown hair, and my hair was down to here, and it yeah. was. Before I dyed it, so it was dark brown. So the reason I'm in Houston, literally, is because (laughs) I'm a bad Jew. All right. (laughs) Well, on that note, we're going to go to our last segment of the night here. Hang on. Let's get this going. Yeah. I want a new plug. Tell us what's going on. Tell us all the stuff you're doing after I sing this song. All right, Tasha, if you have anything to plug, now is the time. Okay. Um, So at Rec Room, there is a 60-minute micro-opera called Hansel and Gretel happening Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 8, and also Saturday at 2. That's really fun if you want to see a different kind of holiday show. Also, I'm a photographer. I do a lot of headshots and events. So reach out. Yeah, where, where can we find you on like social media or anything if we want to book you sure. for a session? It's uh, Natasha Navon N I V A N Photography. Oh. Okay, and mm. where can we find more information about Hansel and Gretel? Recroomarts.org. Fantastic, and I've seen Natasha's work, photography. And it's uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think the photos you take and yeah. the different comedians mm-hmm. and comedy people here in the city, you're great. Mm, thanks. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. All right, Ned, what about you? Um, uh, Futile Society, the improv troupe, will be performing uh, improv at the Seeker Group every Thursday starting next Thursday uh, until we stop getting booked, I think. <laughs> and tell me about that Labyrinth show. Oh, the Labyrinth show. So, <clears throat> uh, Spice, Record- <laughs> uh, Spice Records in Houston does a festival every year in Houston and Austin uh, called Bowie Elvis Fest, where different bands cover different songs from uh, both David Bowie and uh, Elvis. 
Bowie. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Swimwear Department will be performing uh, some songs from Labyrinth, uh, the film that features David Bowie, and I'm very excited about Man, it. I definitely, I want to be a roadie on that show. I really want to go see it. <laughs> it's that. actually called Fire Gang if you're a roadie. <laughs> okay, I'll be a fire gang. Fire gang! Fire right. gang! Yeah. Uh, what about you, Bowie? Uh, well, look, all I really want to plug is the Effin' Rager Nights that we're doing this Saturday at 8 p.m. on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash Rager, like us to get more information. We have the event up as well. Uh, I think that's really all I have to plug. I don't, I mean, yeah. next week. We a plug go, and a shrug, my friend. Look, <laughs> next week we are wrapping up this re, uh, religious show. We've got a really great guest lined oh, up Oh, fantastic guest. It's a, we, you, you sound like we don't have a guest. No, I, I, it's a fantastic guest. I, I am I am elated, to yes. say the least. Yeah, we've got a great guest. Uh, we really hope you guys tune in to see uh, at the end of all of this. And, uh, hey, also, New Year's Eve, we've got another show. We've got a show Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Who'd have thought? Seven days apart. I didn't yeah. even do the math until hey, this Hey, you know year. who should host New Year's Eve? Conrad Hilton. All right. Oh. That's our show, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.